wacko. Weird, crazy shit. I was actually going to just say, because I'm, I'm presenting this episode and my mouth feels weird, because... <laughs> because I just fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jordan and I have trouble consistently with recording the podcast because I urinate a lot. Oh my god. I urinate a ton, and a lot of that is due to high intake of beer and coffee. Yeah. So I had this idea to limit my coffee intake so then maybe I won't pee as much. Mm-hmm. And as an alternative, I found at the gas station, it's like snooze. It's like packets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's nice. coffee. Yeah. Uh, but it's sort of a new weird product. Wait, is that what it's called? Snooze? I thought it was called snus. No, it's called, or snus, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, but it's essentially just coffee in a bag and you just put it in your mouth. That's weird. It percolates in your mouth. And so is it. That's no, why, I don't know funny. if I bought a bad pack or what, but like I put it in my mouth and my mouth went numb. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Because I know with like snus, like there's a little bit tingling. Sure. But this is just coffee. So I was like, this shouldn't tingle. So I took it out and now my mouth feels hot. <laughs> Are you allergic to something that I, was in That might pot? be the case. I don't know. But I'm bummed that maybe I just got a shitty batch. I'm going to try again. Well, if you... I'm going to buy another batch. If you fall over and like start like dying or whatever, I'll keep the podcast going. Don't worry, buddy. Like, all right, now we are now recording the death of of a co-host. Yeah, well, I mean, I still want to stay on topic. We're probably I probably won't talk too much about you. <laughs> Could you keep it down? The gurgling is really getting in the way of my concentration. The quality too of this the podcast will go yeah. down. Okay, but shout out to whoever the company is that makes those coffee things. Don't don't make them tingle because that. Just make it just be coffee. Yeah. And then I won't pee as much. <laughs> I still have a feeling you're going to pee. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to piss a lot. Yeah, you go pee like three times in an hour. It's not that much. <laughs> Some days. I drink a lot of beer, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. My mom thinks I have diabetes. The doctor doesn't, so I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to piss. Why did... Welcome to the show. Program. Program, welcome to the program. People time. <laughs> people time. We are doing people time. Oh, who are we doing? Today we are doing uh, a gentleman by the name of Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons. Sounds. Go ahead. Oh, just, his life is indisputably just nuts balls. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Is, is he famous for something specifically? <clears throat> uh, rocket science. Rocket science, because I've never heard of, yeah. of this person. So. So. Yeah, he's one of those guys who is probably not a household name, but should be. Okay. Uh, both for his contributions and general... Wackiness of his wacky life. Wackiness. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm strapped in. Oh, fuck. Take that strap off. It's weird. No, it's staying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to seeing that on a guy. Get used to it. Yeah. Usually on the videos I see that in, it's, it's two ladies. Not this time. Not today. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of pegging another guy, uh, Jack Parsons was born 1914, October 2nd, in Pasadena, California, or maybe Los Angeles, somewhere over there. Oh. So, so just after Titanic sailed and sank a couple of years go by, this guy's yeah. born. Right before, well, 1914's like right when World War One's starting. Yeah. So he's just a little baby. 
Uh, he's born to um, Marvel and Ruth Parsons. His name is actually Marvel Whiteside Parsons. So it's Whiteside. His middle name is Whiteside, which is odd, and his first name is Marvel. But he doesn't go by that later in his life. Mm-mm. Okay. No. So what happens is Marvel Senior starts sleeping around with some hookers and stuff, mm. and uh, Mom gets mad and leaves him and divorces him. And in response, she doesn't want to call her son Marvel anymore because it reminds her of her cheating husband. So he starts going by John, and then he starts going by Jack, and for the rest of his life, he just goes by Jack. Interesting. Well, I wonder what he didn't like about John. He was like, nah, I don't like that one. I don't know. I've heard people whose name is John sometimes go by Jack. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I never understood. Yeah, it's like when you're William, you go by Dick. Or Bill. I don't. I never understood Bill. I don't know what. Like oh, sorry, Will Richard is, is Dick. A, yeah, Richard's Dick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Richard is Dick. I'm. Pre- I'm pretty sure that one was a joke that just went too far. They're like, <laughs> that guy's a real dick, and he's like, what? And like, oh fuck, he heard me. Uh, no, it's like a. It's like a short nickname for your name. No, it's. It means the same thing, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just. He was like, oh okay. He totally accepts that was fine. And then sweet. He told other people, he's like, yeah, you can call me Dick. That's fine. Um, it's a nickname for you, us. So. You want you want me to? Yeah, yeah. It's a good sounding name, Dick. Yeah. It's a powerful, strong, short Throbbing. but strong <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah. So um, his early life with his parents was sort of middle class, but uh, luckily, after Marvel Senior bounces, um, Ruth's grandparents are actually kind of well to do, so they move from I think Massachusetts to California to help raise the family and they're actually like millionaires so they buy a house on what is cutely known as millionaire mile damn in pasadena so it's a big ass house really nice and jack grows up kind of a nerd sort of alone not a lot of friends reads comic books nice that's my kind of guy (laughs) yeah he's the kind of guy that i would talk shit on and then hang out with later (laughs) (laughs) yeah and do a podcast fucking nerds (laughs) Hey, but seriously, though, Captain Kirk or Picard? Oh, it's always Picard. Right? It really is, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those, like, I'm a closet nerd, and then I deride nerds their face. It's not great. It's not a good (laughs) setup. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pulp magazines, like the stuff that nerds read in the the 30s, 20s, probably, 30s, 20s. Yeah. Um, Jules Verne. The Arthurian legend he was really into. So was he good in school, do we know? Was Actually, no. No, he didn't do so well in school. Nope. Um, Rocket scientist who's not good. Yeah. Kind of has a ring to it, right? Yeah. Like Einstein and stuff. Yeah. But he, there, there's some speculation he might have had dyslexia. Nobody, I mean, I think just like people look at his writings later, like, yeah, I could see him having dyslexia. Does dyslexia affect you with numbers as well, like math? I don't think so. It's odd. Yeah, never yeah. thought about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's possibly dyslexic, doesn't do well in school. He's also seen by other classmates as effeminate. Hmm. Some people chalk that up to not he's having like, I'm gonna a... blow you up later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot a rocket from How effeminate far away. <laughs> with a bomb in your ass. Um, but he was picked on a lot. And one... A uh, pretty big incident in his life is he, he actually got saved in a fight from a, a kid named Edward Foreman, who ended up being his bestie for life. Nice. Really, really cute story. Edward Edward Foreman ends up being his friend literally 
forever, but he he met him by uh, defending him from some bullies. Nice. So that's a cute little story. Yeah, good good job, Edward. Podcast over. All right. That was a good one. (sighs) I wish I was effeminate in school. Why? Maybe maybe I would have grown up to be a scientist. No, I didn't do well in school, and I didn't, so... Fuck. (laughs) Together, (laughs) we should be a rocket scientist. Oh, okay. But even early on, uh, Jack is really into rockets and explosives and fireworks, and luckily so is Ed. So they start dicking around with that. But that's not that strange. I did that. I think most boys do that. Cherry bombs. Yeah. You make those bombs out of, like, the powder from Whistling Pete's. Yeah, and the ground flowers. Yeah. Which they've changed now. I don't think kids today can really get away with that. Uh, They changed the powders up. I think you're right. But back, yeah, back in, like, the 90s. Oh, and I bet back in his day, I mean, you could buy cocaine in the gas station. Like, they could probably get... Anything. I'm probably just like, hey, you want some TNT? Hey, kid, you need some TNT? Yes, sir, chap. And then they just... Because actually, yeah, they they said that the backyard of that big millionaire house had huge pop marks all over. <laughs> they just blew shit up. That's fucking cool. In the family's yard. Um, but he was also always kind of a little bit of a weird kid. He got really into occultism. And he wanted to... It's so weird how how uh what a premonition this is but he wanted to build a rocket that goes to space because he's into sci-fi and all that stuff and he's into explosions and he's like i could probably do this but at the time that's completely not even that's science fiction to major science at that point that rockets could go to space but he's so invested in it he tried to summon satan to sell (laughs) his soul to satan that's fucking hardcore, dude. That's badass. In exchange to make a rocket to go to space. That's rad. Um, he did say later that that experience actually kind of freaked him out. He didn't say what happened. I don't know. Maybe Satan showed up and he backed out. He was know. like, oh, I was just kidding. Fuck. Oh, shit. Was he religious before that point? Was he uh, any kind of... Um, Nothing I could see indicated that his family was... I mean, maybe just... I mean, it's American. Maybe they're just run-of-the-mill Christian, but yeah. I don't know. Um, but he did super love the occult stuff. Um. But yeah, I mean, maybe he sold his soul to Satan. I don't know at that point. Well, I mean, he got a rocket, so. I mean, if it's all right there, oh. it's all right there. So um, he he was doing really bad in school. So his mom actually transferred him to a private school, where he was promptly expelled for blowing up toilets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so he went back to his old school with Ed. Graduated. Him and Ed both go to the same junior college. And they're still looking into rocket science so much. They start corresponding with who, uh, at the time, were like the leading scientists in that field of rocketry. They just start talking to them? Or? They just wrote them letters. Like, hey. My, and the guys roll back. I admire your work. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I guess back then you could probably do that. They probably didn't get a lot of fan mail. Yeah. These guys like uh, Robert Goddard and uh, Konstantin Salkovsky. Uh, Russian rocket scientist. They wrote him back. I don't know if, if Constantine spoke English. I don't know how that worked. But mm. Yeah. They actually wrote him back. So that got their their spirits up. They're like, sweet. These guys are doing it. They're into it. They write us back. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike when I write to Jules Verne. Yeah, what the fuck? Or Satan. Nobody else, none of my other heroes show up. So um, being super into rocketry, he just keeps at it he keeps like because he's in in his junior college he was not doing well and so him and ed would just sort of look into explosions and rocket science on their own time and still not a feasible science to mainstream 
at the time. They, in fact, there was a quote saying that at the time scientists saw it as like Buck Rogers. It was just nothing. It Fiction. was just yeah, like bullshit. That, this shit ain't gonna happen. We can't do that. So they actually drop out of college. Um, there's some indication that he dropped out due to just an intellectual blah. It's like whatever. I can do this shit on my own, but there's also some sense that his family lost a bunch of money because this was now the Great Depression. Right. Which was a good time for everybody. Yeah. And so his family lost a bunch of money. Maybe they just couldn't afford college, so he drops out, and him and Ed go work for the Hercules Powder Company. So Ed dropped out, too, I take it. Yeah, they're just attached they're just, to the hip. Yeah. Two peas. Hmm. In a... Just two... Maybe they're fucking each other. A pod, know. because sometimes a shuttle could be considered a... What? <laughs> Two peas in a shuttle. Two <laughs> Just gay sexing in the shuttle. Mm. Um, but yeah, they both work for this powder company, which is, yeah, just explosive powder. And they're just stealing powder from work to continue their experiments. <laughs> That's freaking cool. Like anybody does. Right. Uh, in 1935, at a church dance, which is quite wholesome, he met Helen Northrop and later on marries her. Um. So Helen's around now. Um, and in 1937, him and Ed go to a lecture on rocketry at Caltech, California Technical Institute, hmm. and met a gentleman named Frank Molina, who was a mechanical engineering student. And Frank, having actual scientific background, but being pretty impressed with these two dudes, like, yeah, they blow shit up and they're a little bit off, but they also know what they're, they've done some independent research. So... Frank hooks up with them and he's like, let's work for getting my PhD in rocketry and we can get this shit funded. Damn. And it doesn't work for a long time because it's still space exploration and general rocketry is just outlandish and silly to everybody. Um, Finally, eventually they do get a guy to agree to them and they got some funding from Caltech, which is cool. So they start blowing shit up at Caltech and... um, they actually, well, so the student body named the three of them the Suicide Squad <laughs> because of their tendency to just be that unsafe with their explosives. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any fun references to his name being Marvel and he's in the Suicide Squad. Is that Suicide Squad? Is that DC? <laughs> yeah. See, that's why there's no reference to it, right? <laughs> I guess. So, we, uh, so were they just starting to like kind of push stuff like up as... Like, were they trying to blow stuff up as, as high as they could? Was it like rockets, or were they yeah. just still kind of doing... Yeah, I mean, they were using explosions or explosives to just kind of understand how it would work in a contained... I don't know what that's called. Canister, <laughs> Yeah. essentially. Because, like yeah, they're trying to make a rocket. Because they started with those, like, you know, you buy a rocket out of the back of a comic book. And they were like, well, what kinds of explosions can we put in there to make it go higher without blowing the thing up? Yeah. So they've been working on materials for... Okay, well, we need the canister to be made of this. We're going to use this kind of powder, and boom. And they just kept doing that over and over and over again. I think their fascination with explosions was part of the fun. Right. Yeah. It's like Mythbusters Dream. I bet you that's where they would <laughs> yeah. go. Like, if you could travel back in time, where would you go? I'd go hang out with uh, Jack Parsons and his psycho ass. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're called the Suicide Squad, and they were in the aeronautic lab making this shit blow up, and they did some damage to the building. So they were moved to a concrete slab outside the lab, 
until they blew up the side of a building well, and they were moved to a desert. <laughs> Wait, what building? Was it on campus or yeah, something? Yeah, Big Delta. <laughs> was there anybody in the building? Uh, no, but there were so many complaints about pot, like damage to actual buildings and then possible human damage that they they had to move to uh, to a desert. <laughs> it's a desert right outside of Devil's Gate Dam. Ooh. Um, which, interestingly, we'll come up to this later, but uh, the JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, is actually there now in the desert where they started. Oh, is, are deserts all named after, like, devil something? What was the one that was in the yeah in the Wright Brothers? It was the one I wrote down wrong. It was devil something. Yeah. Devil Hill. Devil Hill. Something. Devil, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I think, and like I said, I was, I've was i been reading Tolkien. I think um, technology is all just satanic based that's awesome we yeah. are doing the wrong thing if we want our podcast to take off we should sell our souls to, to the devil i don't think technology is going anywhere so let's not fight it we've got the ouija board yeah it didn't really work last time we tried it didn't do anything but if we go because we went straight for i remember you said uh beelzebub and lucifer yeah. lucifer i went for mephistopheles if we just put the thing down and go we are now selling our soul satan boom get in here yeah well, we gotta do it at the four corners, right? Just do like a four-way. Is that how it works? Oh, dirt. the crossroads. Yeah, yeah, like Robert Johnson. Yeah, that'd be badass. Let's just do that. We'll take it down there. You have we'll... to bring a guitar, though. I think we'll bring both, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> we have we have both things. You can have one if you want. You can take it. The guitar's cheap. I don't even want it. <laughs> but yeah, I read somewhere you bring a guitar to the crossroads. Satan will tune it in that, and, and then now you're now a you genius, are a genius player. Yeah, which. I suck. So we got to bring guitar. in like a computer and a podcast. Be like, hey, tune this or whatever. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Do a remote episode on a crossroads. <laughs> so we've been here three hours. Nothing's happened. And all of a sudden, nowhere. It just gets way more exciting and the quality goes way up. And we're like, what? What's what? happening? I suddenly have a personality that's marketable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel lighter. Yeah. Like I don't have a soul anymore, but man. I'm okay with it. I could work for KBBR <laughs> with this personality. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Jack, Ed, and Frank, the uh, the the crazy boys, the Suicide Squad are out in the desert blowing shit up. And That's Edward, Edward, yeah, yeah, Ed, 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 Frank, and Jack. That's Ed, Ed, Ed Frank and Jack. Ed, Fra- Ed, Frank, and Jack. That's actually what they went by. Hmm. No, they went by Suicide Squad. <laughs> I think they actually really enjoyed the name. Probably the moniker. It's fun yeah when i was growing up the the group of friends i hung out with we were affectionately referred to um by our peers as um you know fuck fucktards the fucktards get away away from me you stupid ugly (laughs) smelly fucktards let's say ours was nerds (laughs) we're like oh sweet name yeah we went home we're like dude it's so cool they care enough to give us a a name we're like the coolest crew we're called nerd crew we're, we're called get away from me <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to get in our way <laughs> yeah we're badass um yeah so they they uh they did get a bunch of uh, grant money from caltech but caltech insisted that most of it go to repairs for the shit that they blew up oh sorry guys um, but it did end up being a good collaboration. I mean, Frank, with his scientific training, was, you know, he brought the scientific procedure upon the things they did. And well, then, I mean, to a certain point, they blew up a building. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't super work. <laughs> to him, that just meant 
we'll now write the shit down, guys, so we don't do it wrong again. And they're like, oh! <laughs> we gotta go do it on the other side of the building. Gotcha. Ah, this is great. So yeah, uh, they taught Frank some of the more practical elements of rocketry that they've learned in their in their uh, endeavors of just blowing stuff up. Um, he's now living with his wife, Helen, in a very moderate or modest little home. Oh, he got married. Yeah, he married Helen. Who? Helen Northrup. And who is she? How did he meet her? He met her at a church dance, mm. which was cute. No. Yeah. Hmm. Never been to a did church Did he tell dance. her that he sold his soul? Or <laughs> I don't. Well, well, like rather slow dance, but by the way, not the soul. I sold my soul to Satan. And yeah. she's like, I'm into that. Mm. I was like, I blow shit up too. And <laughs> she's like, oh man, how this many kids awesome. are we going to be able to have? Let's go fuck in this church. <laughs> I've always wanted to fuck in a church. Yeah. I have always wanted to fuck in a church. Have you? Yeah, I never got that opportunity. I mean, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's churches everywhere. Yeah. Just got to find somebody willing. I know the wife wouldn't go over there. No? Fuck no. Hmm. Um, but... He's a stand-up guy, so he builds a laboratory on his front porch and starts blowing up parts of his house. <laughs> and then uh, they're super poor because, you know, they're still just working for that powder company and spending most of their time at Caltech with the grant money not enough for them to do stuff. So he actually pawns Helen's engagement ring. So their marriage is going well. Bummer. Yeah. 1938. Uh, World War II is coming around, and the military is sensing that, or sensing that we need um, to start investing in some interesting stuff, knowing that the Germans have a crazy military and crazy rockets and shit. Yeah, so at this point, I mean, they, they're they probably doing more short-range stuff, right? But they're still yeah. shooting off rocket like kind of missiles and stuff, right? Or are they getting close to it? Yeah, I mean, I think we have we have missiles, but we, ha- we don't have long-range stuff. Yeah. So, like, what the Suicide Squad was trying to get is how do we get this shit into space? Right. They were more focused on the Yeah. Space. And because they were focusing on that long form, the military was like, well, we could. this has military applications. We want a, a missile that can go super far. Right. So, luckily, the military actually threw a bunch of money at them, and they ended up being um, having a bunch of cash from that. The That's military nice. were like, hey, Suicide Squad, you guys have quite a reputation make us a small aircraft that can be militarized. Hmm. So they got a bunch of money. Um, so one of the things that Parsons came up with is that a lot of these early tests relied on powdered fuel. I don't know why powdered fuel is more important than liquid. Can't pretend to know how that shit works. No. But they couldn't figure out. So when they would make it, the powder would settle and separate, and it wouldn't shoot off right. And I guess the fuel isn't as, as efficient. So Parsons actually came up with some glue-based thing using asphalt that he actually got the idea from from watching a roofer use hot asphalt. Um, and he used some glue-based out of asphalt to make the powder work better in the canister. And that's actually what is still used. So Damn. So it's like a it's more like a paste than it's a liquid or a powder. It's I guess yeah. in between. Where the powder doesn't settle and so you can store it overnight or ship it or whatever and it'll still shoot with the same amount of power it's supposed ro- rocket power that it's supposed to have. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, they still use that in like the Minuteman missile and the space shuttle, solid rocket booster, all that shit. Damn. Go Jack. Shit, yeah. So, 1939, 
Um, Jack and his friends are now getting sufficiently noticed and, you know, some interesting rocket stuff. Um, but Jack's weirdness starts to amp up a little bit. He becomes familiar with a gentleman named Alistair Crowley. That's already a weird name. Bum, bum, bum. Alistair. Yeah. Do you know anything about Alistair? Mm-mm. Do you know the Ozzy Osbourne song? Which one? Mr. Crowley. Down, 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 down. Was this from like one of their first albums or something? No, it's from like the 80s. I don't remember this one. So Alistair Crowley is in, um, well, he's a mountain climber and a poet, but he's also an occultist, hmm. witchcraft, voodooist, spiritualist Interesting. Guy. He referred to himself affectionately as uh, the Beast 666. Oh, nice. And the he's from England, and the English press referred to him as the wickedest man in the world. So wait, let me get this straight. <clears throat> we got Jack, who earlier in his life sells his soul to become, uh, you know, or at least attempts. But but yeah. Well, then the devil comes and actually shows up. Yeah, beast. tunes his guitar, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna hang out with you while you do this. This is how I'm gonna help you. You sold you sold me your soul a while back, right? And uh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's hang out." <laughs> 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 that he's just around. Yeah. yeah. So he meets this guy who he, I mean, Jack has already kind of a, uh, an occultist style well, of. Yeah. So he's, has just a sort of a spiritual nature about him. And Crowley was just known, I guess, in sort of the occultist world. He'd written a few books and was sort of a big name. And at this point in 39, Jack just kind of. How did they meet? Fell into him. I don't know if he met him at first so much as just read his books and then reached out to him. Gotcha. Um, so Crowley is the founder of, I guess you could call it a religion. It's really more of an occultish spiritualism called Thelema. Hmm. And the the um, the tagline for the Thelema movie is, Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So, huh. sort of like, do whatever you want to do. Oh. And that's what that's what the spirits want you to do. <laughs> just, it's whatever you want to do. That's like got to be the best. Like, come join. You can do whatever you feel like. Yeah, everybody's like, fuck yeah. So can I, like, fuck a goat? Well, yeah. And Crowley's like, yes. <laughs> Sign me up. So, it's, um, Thelema is kind of like, I mean, obviously there's some hedonism involved. It's kind of like the secret too, where you like manifest your own will upon the world and then there's also some black magic thrown in there yeah for fun yeah. sprinkling some black magic and then it helps because you have the the powder that kind of like crackles and blows up in the fire so mm-hmm. you're like check this out everybody loves that yeah. crowley shows up at like high function he's like do whatever you want to do and they're like well, that sounds nice and then he throws powder in the fire and everyone's like party fuck yeah it's like gandalf so how how much I'm time does he does he like just start I'm not a nerd? <laughs> does he just start hanging out with this guy quite a bit, or is it just kind of like? Well, it's actually that. So him and Helen went to um, a function at the Ordo Templi Orientis, hmm. which they refer to as the OTO, which is pretty much like a fraternity for people of this religion, or at least people who are interested in the precepts of the religion, like do what you want to do. Hmm. And Crowley was the head of the OTO. I mean, he invented it. And there was a, a lodge in Pasadena that uh, Jack and Helen started going to. Weird. Yeah. And he started reading his books and got super into it. Um, 
And these these places were sort of they started as sort of like a Masonic fraternity, but then they turned pretty quickly into like a free love, <laughs> the hippie kind of thing. Rituals, um, general debauchery. My favorite thing is sex magic. What? What is that? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm asking for a friend. What is it? Apparently, sex magic is in a ritual that requires either sex with a person or sex with a thing or sex with yourself. I think love juices just have to be there, and then some incantations and some candles, and then... Oh, man, I'm picturing, like, the worst scenario I can think of, or at least the funniest, is it's basically just a dude who's masturbating by himself, but he's, like, he's like talking himself through a spell or something like that. <laughs> That's so funny. That, what you just described, is going to happen later in this story. Oh, my God. Okay. But in a really fantastic way. No, I don't want to derail. I go back just for a second. I, I realized there was a question I, I wanted to ask. Yeah. Did Jack rebuy back the ring for his wife after the government gave him a bunch of money? I did maybe not he, hear that. No. Maybe it just never came up again? I mean, he was really, really bad with money. I can oh. tell you that. So I would bet. And he was kind of generally an asshole. So... He probably didn't buy it back. Yeah. No. Okay. <clears throat> you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but just uh, for the uninitiated, some some Crowley fun facts. Hey, welcome to the show, Crowley fun facts. Yeah. Uh, Crowley funded Thelema in the early 1900s after he and his wife went to Egypt and a non-corporeal being named Awas <laughs> uh, transcribed to him the Book of Law. In which three Egyptian gods describe what um, spiritual transcendence is required, because the 20th century is the aeon of Horus, in which the law will be do what thou wilt. I can only all that nonsense I just said. Some people are into, which is funny because I imagine now with our uh, better understanding of Egyptian history, is probably not anywhere in no it, right. I mean, I, th- this is definitely some Joseph Smith style yeah, it's just about bullshit. To say. Everybody just goes to Egypt and they're like, "This is where the truth." I is understand at. now. You just have to say ancient Egypt, and everyone's like, "Yeah, sign me up." <laughs> and then you're like, "Who can who can even fact check me? <laughs> Nobody can read this shit, so it doesn't matter." It's not a real language. It's just pictures. <laughs> so yeah, these three gods uh, transcribed the book of law to him, and that's where he came up with the "Do whatever the fuck you want" is a religion. Um, he was also a um, drug addict, heroin and cocaine addict. Oh, yeah, you got to do whatever you want. You well, I love this, too, because want. if you create a religion and then the religion is that you can do whatever you want, like, you're really just giving yourself an excuse to do whatever you want. If someone's like, yeah. why are you being like this? Like, yeah. this is this is my religion. Uh, don't question me. Jesus. Three Egyptian gods told me I could do this. Uh, what are you did they talk to you? <laughs> no, they did not. Awas <laughs> came to me and said I could fuck whoever I wanted to fuck. Which is, yeah, plays into it's my... It's my wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Speak to, I, speak to AWAS. It's not my fault. Take it up with AWAS. <laughs> Kiss my AWAS. Take it up with AWAS. <laughs> but speaking of that, he actually had a commune in Sicily that is reported to have involved uh, the fun checklist, orgies, um, animal fucking, uh, blood drinking, and self-mutilation. So this guy died from something later on. I don't know what happened to Crowley. I'd actually kind of like to do a whole thing on him. He's yeah. sort of certainly a wacko, um, but it was so shocking that uh, Benito Mussolini is actually the guy who shut it down. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, Crowley's from England, but I don't know why, but it, he made his commune in Sicily, and once Mussolini was like, they're doing what over there? You get a, no. Get the fuck out. Yeah. You fucking weirdo. So, uh, Jack and Helen joined the Pasadena chapter um, called the Agape Lodge, and due to Jack's intelligence and charisma and his correspondence with Crowley, he slowly upped the ranks of the OTO um, American whatever he's the he sort of becomes the american representative for this religion it's just it's it's interesting because it seems like there's a lot of like cults going on around this time frame there really is like this is just the growth of there's this you got scientology kind of coming out sometime and uh fucking well jamestown's a little bit later down or uh, jonestown i mean yeah a little bit later down it's all the same seeds weird and i'm actually reading a book right now about houdini and there's a lot of that and this is about the same time frame it's just spiritualists and everybody's talking to ghosts and it's the time to be able to lie to everybody else and they'll just believe you it's awesome i mean that's still gonna happen but i mean i'm wondering if it's because science was blowing up and everybody was like well maybe this is just an unexplored science so let's just get weird with it yeah and then satan happened and then everybody got scared and now we're all good christians again <laughs> that's what i think happened yeah that's the history of the world. <laughs> so, um, don't write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack uh, buys a big old house uh, with his Caltech money. He can't actually afford all of it. It ends up being a commune where a lot of people pay the rent. But um, in this place, they have buckwild parties, cult parties. So um, they sleep it around too. I take it then. Like Jack's not just. Oh yeah, Jack wife. sleeps with whoever. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as I understand, the relationship is supposed to be open. So Helen might be sleeping mm. with people. I mean, they met at a church dance. I, I don't know. I wonder if she I saw her how life going that way. Yeah. <laughs> <In that moment. laughs> right. Oh, he's a well-to-do science well, this type. This is a good way to go. Did you pawn my ring? <laughs> is that a laboratory on our front lawn? Is that an Aster Crowley book? <laughs> Who's Aswas? Whatever his name is. Who's Aswas? This is not going well. (laughs) I'm going to call my parents. Um, But yeah, so uh, they end up calling this place the Parsonage after his name because he was very modest. Hmm. And he had a bunch of cool people come over. Actors, poets, writers, religious people. In fact, um, Robert Heinlein hung out over there. Robert Heinlein's a sci-fi writer, if Hmm. if you can grok that. Nice. Ray Bradbury. What? What? Ray Bradbury went and hung out with the cult? Yeah. Yeah. He went and hung out with a bunch of occult weirdos. What time frame was this? Is this are we talking about this the... is the 30s. Oh, shit. I know. Dude, that's weird. 30s, 40s. Yeah. That, weird. Well, I'd say 40s, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have a bunch of wild parties, and it's in a nice Pasadena neighborhood. A lot of the neighbors kind of got upset and... Well, there was some weird shit, like a report of like pregnant women dancing around fires, <laughs> and some sixteen-year-old kid told the police that he was sodomized as part of a ritual there. Bummer. I don't know. So, the police actually went over there, and of course, who answers the door? Upstanding scientist Jack Parsons. Huh. He's like, "No, oh, we're just having some parties. Maybe the neighbors are uptight." And the police leave, and then wildness ensues. The police come. Jack answers the door. Hey, I work for Caltech. False alarm. I work. For, I'm doing military stuff, yeah. guys. So the police never really, I don't know, they never really follow through on whatever uh, bananas is going on there. It does seem like kind of in this time frame, the police really weren't. I think that, They'd probably pay them off. Yeah. Yeah. 
well, and it always reminds me of like. I don't know if they give a shit. What was it? It was a Dahmer who like had a kid that was fourteen oh, years old, bloody and half naked, and the cops are like, "Whoa, <laughs> you need help? What?" And then someone else just comes out and is like, "Yeah, he's fine. I'll just take him." They're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, he. Uh, and he's dead now. He came out and was like, "Oh no, he's my boyfriend. We're just having a dr- he's you drunk." You fags get back in the house. Yeah. So the police left, and then. He put the kid in a bathtub and then drilled into his brain yeah. and poured acid into it. Right. He almost made All it, All wholesome stuff. Drugged, <laughs> drugged out of his mind. <laughs> Probably already been raped and, oh and all God. sorts of shit beaten up. And then he crawls his way out and gets to the people who are the best people to find. <clears throat> police officers. Anyways, not not that this is and to he, rag on policemen. But and he was like a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Ugh. And so here we have... Uh, it's just... Kind of a not a not quite the same similar, well, but multiple I mean, times getting caught. so Dahmer wanting to make a sex zombie is not that far off from what Jack is doing <laughs> with sex magic and rituals. So this kid getting sodomized as part of a ritual. That's yeah, yeah, that's right up there. Yeah, go rocket science. <laughs> so. So is he still doing experiments during this whole time too? Yeah, I was actually gonna say uh, nobody at his work. I mean, other than Ed. Ed, his close friend, I don't think, Ed's not part of the occult. He's not. No. But he still sort of goes to the parties and is like, eh, it's just Jack, he's a weirdo. Yeah. And so at work, nobody really knew. Like, uh, the guy who was overseeing the grant, actually, I think I wrote it down, he said that he saw Jack as a delightful screwball. Oh. Yeah. So he's, he's a little bit kind of quirky. That's how he. That's how he's seen at work. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a little funny weirdo. Yeah, a little weird. He told my secretary he could he could initiate her. But delightful. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun for everybody. We're having a good time. Oh man. Um. But yeah. So the the canister he designed earlier that could withstand like the pressure of the powder and the glue and all this shit actually works really really well. And so the military keeps throwing money at him. So they keep being successful at work too. They actually make. Uh, what's it called? The Aerojet Engineering Corporation was founded uh, by them and the military joint to continue developing these rocket Shit. technologies. So, I don't know. Moral Dude, of the story is sell sell your soul to Satan if oh, you're into it. That's insane to think about this scenario. Of like, what seems to be, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say an average guy. He's probably intelligent in a lot of different yeah, levels. I but so. you got a guy who, I, more or less, I wouldn't say lucked out, but he's doing these weird, crazy shit and happens to be probably getting filthy rich. Yeah. So, you know, one day he's, you know, fucking animals and people and going crazy. And he's like, I got to go back to work, guys. I got to I gotta go give the military some stuff to go I off gotta of. I got to sober up. And he, and he fucking goes and does and hands it to them. He's like, good work. Here's some more money. Do some more. And he's like, all right, cool. Cool. All you got to do is be white and wear a tie. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I, and I refuse to wear a tie, so I guess... Oh, uh, you're fucked then. Yeah. Yeah, I actually do, too. I mean, I'm going to go to jail or anything, so that's nice, but I don't get any... <laughs> right? I'm not a millionaire. Well, so, in the research I did, this middle part of all his success with the rocket technology, I don't know. I was going to break it down, but it's a lot of shit I don't understand. Okay. So... Just, it, just take my word for it, unless you... Rocket stuff. Rocket stuff. I mean, lots of research... Lots of science and engineering stuff I don't understand, but essentially the Aerojet um, Engineering Corps Corporation gets very successful due to his 
research him and 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 frank and ed and i'm sure they've hired a lot of people at this point and the military psyched and is he heading most of this or is it kind of like a joint between all of them just kind of like is he what is he heading the project or is it kind of just an Um, effort with everybody involved it's more of a joint thing i actually think frank's like in charge essentially yeah but i think that jack is sort of the brains because he's at least the conceptual brains he's the only chemist um I mean, he's not officially trained as a chemist, but that's how he titles himself, oh. is, is as a chemist. And so, yeah, they're all just doing their own thing. And then Ed, I think, is a uh, like a mechanical engineer kind of guy, even though he, too, dropped out of college. So, yeah. follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> dreams with a Z. Um, let's see. In 1943, the military took over uh, the operations of the Aerojet. I think they just saw the potential in it and were like... This needs to be ours. This is just now ours. <laughs> they kind of like as they, they just scrape it towards them. This is mine now. <laughs> you made this. I made this. <laughs> Thanks. Get out. Um, but yeah, they changed the the name of their lab or their company to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which is JPL, which is still up and running. It's it's an arm of NASA. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Shit. So. so an occultist genius is responsible for NASA. <laughs> That's the conclusion. It was this the beginning of NASA? Oh, yeah. There's no NASA yet. This is 1943. Holy shit. So, yeah, there's no NASA. Not yet. 1943. But using the concepts that the Suicide Squad came up with, with a combination of solid and liquid fuels, the military shot a V-2 rocket out of the Earth's atmosphere for the first time of an American rocket to do so. Now, this isn't a satellite. This is just, just right? a rocket. It, and they, they just keep going, I take it? There, was there any plan? It blew up on it, the way down. Or something it came like back down? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first V2, I mean, just to the amount of fuel and precision to get it up there, I bet they were just like, good enough. Nice, yeah. yeah. We, That's step one. Well, because I, I think the first satellite was Sputnik. Uh, Russians, right? Mm-hmm. The actual satellite that actually goes around. And- yeah, the Russians beat us in a lot of ways, like getting up there first, getting somebody up there first, yeah. first satellite. But then we beat the motherfuckers to the moon, and that's all anyone talks about. So, <laughs> end of story. Back in, the, back in the 50s, though, or maybe it was the 60s, I don't remember. I think it was in the 50s. Uh-huh. Sputnik, like, it creeped the fuck out of everybody. Dude, <laughs> it was like, a, it was a thing. I mean, well, yeah, I guess, they, I mean, I all thought it was a spy satellite. Yeah, spy satellite. It probably was. It might have been. I don't know. I think Sputnik really was just experimental, though. I don't think they actually had any equipment on there to do That's anything. Point. They probably didn't have the cameras um, and shit yet. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, even now and today, now you can use, obviously, Google to satellite down on your head and shit, but... Mm-hmm. That's even more pretty recent. I don't. Know. That's also thanks to Jack Parsons selling his soul. Yeah, thank this you, Jack. All. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for taking one for the team. Okay, so we're still in the. What are we in the forties? We are in the forties. Yeah. So uh, the military takes over the JPL and they start doing very successful stuff with it in anticipation of militarizing it, right. making everything cool. Here comes the bomb. But meanwhile, in the crazy town mansion of the parsonage um helen his wife takes a brief vacation in europe and during that time jack decides to start sleeping with helen's 17 year old sister sarah jesus wait how old are they um he's born in 1914 let's see and we're in the 40s 
He's like in his twenties. Late twenties? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now he's he's sleeping with his wife's sister. Mm-hmm. Who's seventeen. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um now Jack says it's it's because of their shared sex magic energies. Which is definitely the excuse I'm gonna use with my wife if this <laughs> ever comes up. But when Helen came back and was like what what the fuck sarah said oh i'm actually his wife now what <laughs> so it wasn't even like we're gonna keep it a secret it's like she came back she's like surprise bitch i'm i'm his i'm his wife now wow. and so helen um distraught went to the current president of the oto the the thelema lodge his name is wilford smith wilford good name yeah like it's a classic name yeah. you don't really hear that anymore um but of course being part of this wacko religion wilford is also a little bit weird so he's like that's fine. Let him fuck your sister, and then you just fuck me. Ah. So then Helen Wilford hook up, and now Jack has a 17-year-old girlfriend. Hmm. Was yeah. he mad about his wife going to the head of the... Uh, no. Probably didn't give a shit. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. He did reach out to Crowley and use that as an opportunity to become the head of the OTO. Like, you're he, fucking he dethroned my Wilford. Wife. He did. Yeah. He dethroned him. He's like, you slept with my wife. And he's you're like... out. <laughs> and he's like, but you fucked her sister. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Keep it in the family. Right? So they... This is the greatest part. It's, there's just such fucking strangeness to this story. Um, so even though this is weird, the two couples end up living together in the parsonage. Both Jack and his Jack wife's and, sister. What is this? Yeah, this? Jack and Sarah. Sarah. The 17-year-old. Yeah. And Wilfred and, and Helen. So he dethrones him, or has he not done that yet? No, he has. So he dethrones him. He's like, but come on. Go ahead but and live with us. come live in my commune. So... They live there amongst other groups of Thelemic followers. Sure. They have they raise their own livestock for quote unquote food. Mm. It's, right. It's for blood rituals. And fucking. Yeah. They they all fucked each other. Mm-hmm. Um it just was it so the lodge that first introduced Jack to this religion, they actually just moved the lodge to his house. Huh. So he's got a big statue of the Greek god Pan. He create he turns the the laundry room into a laboratory. So wait, wait. So their from home religion or their cult is essentially based off of supposed Egyptian gods, but he has a Greek god statue. I don't know where Pan comes from, but yeah, before they would launch a rocket, he would say a prayer to Pan, hmm. the god of like nature huh. i think in greece i mean the whole thing's fake anyways as far as what the, what the belief structure is based on so it's just it doesn't lot. matter you can throw in you know whatever, whatever. you feel like at let's that take point take the buddha too while we're at it mm-hmm. and that girl let's grab her yeah. and this is all my religion <laughs> this is all whatever i want it to be in my lucky sock <laughs> yeah don't touch that though it's nasty but it's part of the religion <laughs> um so yeah he he has a laboratory and a, they actually cleaned out the kitchen and made it into a discussion area for their very deep thoughts. Huh. But did they not cook their livestock or whatever? they? No, they definitely just used the blood for... I mean, maybe they were eating them. I like that they pretty much just a lot of meat. called a, a room something else just to call it. Like, did they like, like, we don't need this oven here. Let's get this out. This is getting in the way of our thinking. This is our discussion room. <laughs> we don't need an oven in here. 
Yeah. We're discussing uh, gods and my will to sleep with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at, th- at this point, his colleagues at work kind of started to notice. I mean, he was starting to invite some of his science friends to join his cult, and they were a little bit weirded about that. He also got into drugs. And when I say drugs, I mean cocaine, amphetamines, peyote, mescaline, so he's Opium. going to town. He's he just going hard. Didn't I, I think that the success generally of the religion and he's got this house and he's full of communes and he's fucking all these people and the blood rituals and then the military is paying him. I think he just felt untouchable and was just psyched. In fact, he wrote this cute little ditty about it. I hate Don Quixote. I live on peyote. Marijuana, morphine, and cocaine. I never knew sadness, but only a madness that burns in the heart and brain. Hmm. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, so he wasn't really much of a writer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was definitely uh, fucked up on drugs. Lots of drugs. Yeah. Uh, so more police investigations into the parsonage keep happening. He starts going to work disheveled, sleep-deprived, hungover. Oh, well, yeah, when you're on that many drugs. People aren't psyched about it. What can you do? But fun twist in the story while he's still attracting weirdos from all over the world well i guess all over the country um he meets one l ron hubbard what oh my god what no way so l ron hubbard he hasn't started his call yet has he Uh -uh. oh my god so this is where he gets his idea Probably, at least in some part, yeah. I mean, at this point, Elrond is just a science fiction writer, and he has written the Dianetics, which sort of forms the basis of Scientology. Right. But Dianetics is really just, it's just like a a self-help psychology, really. What what time frame is this that he meets him? It's in the 40s. So, yeah, Elrond Hubbard... So he's got the science fiction part down. He's writing this stuff out. Now he gets to go see an occult in action and how well it can function. And yeah. well, I can fucking do this. Why do I? I don't know. I'm not gonna join your cult. I'm gonna fucking make my own. This, you know, what would be awesome is if I were in charge of this. <laughs> what's happening right now? Yeah. Well, even so, nobody. I mean, I didn't know this, but a lot of people did not care for Hubbard. Like he just had a. It was either hard one way or the other. Like people were really taken in by his charm which i guess is what you usually attribute to a cult leader yeah or his charisma charisma yeah but and jack was taken in by it but crowley was not crowley did not like hubbard he saw him as a who gives a fuck about charlatan he's even got dethroned from his own fucking cult (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah but crowley saw him as sort of a froster but jack was totally into it and yeah i guess for anybody who doesn't know yet hubbard you know he He's, he came up with Scientology. He created Scientology. And he's a humongous weirdo. And a pedophile. Is he a pedophile? Everything I mean, it's that, not surprising. Yeah, everything I've heard later on and when he, he gets like a, an armada of yachts. We might have to do L. Ron Hubbard, especially because Scientology's still like here and around. We should. We, we, should, do, we should do Hubbard. Maybe we'll do that later on. <clears throat> I mean, that's definitely a weird life, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the military started to get pretty weirded out about all these reports of just wacko shit going right. on with, with Jack. So they actually like, um, we need you to sell your shares in Aerojet propulsions and leave. And so Jack was like, okay, take the payout. And he hmm. bounced. 
which gave him, of course, more time for his devil, devil shit. But um, so Elrond Hubbard moves into the parsonage, and then he and Ed, I think Ed still works for Aerojet, but him and Ed go on to the next big genius part of Jack's life. They open a chain of laundromats. What? Why? I don't know. I don't think he had anything else going on. <laughs> He's just like, I gotta do something with this money. <laughs> well, I mean, his reputation in the scientific world was a little thin anyway because he didn't have proper training. Yeah. And then he got fired by the military, and now he's just kind of floating around doing magic. Right. But um, Mr. Trustworthy L. Ron Hubbard starts a sexual relationship with Sarah. <gasps> who, is that okay? I don't think he's 17 anymore, but is still with Jack. Yeah. Jack, of course, having slept with everybody at this point, really doesn't have any place to complain. Right. But there's some indication that he was jealous because the next thing he decides to do is a bunch of black magic to summon a woman. What? <laughs> you fucking, can just do that? This is fucking fantastic. <laughs> you think you can just do that? <laughs> so he starts what's called his Babylon Working Project. And in the parsonage, he works. Now we're going into Christianity again. It, no, no. Or still, I wouldn't call this. This is just well, out of Babylon. This world. Anyways, well, so in in uh, Thelemic beliefs, they worship goddesses, and the primary goddess is called Babylon. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I think, yeah, Babylon is a biblical reference. I think Crowley just stole that. Yeah, and said no. It's actually a lady that you can fuck. Oh, and everyone's like, that's awesome. Yeah, I like fucking chicks. It's <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Crowley. So he starts doing all this black magic, and even the weirdos that are living in his house, which, by the way, so admission into the parsonage, like to be a renter there, um, the ad in the paper said that they were looking for people who did not believe in Christianity or God. Mm. So the only types of people that lived there were, you know, self-described spiritualists and artists and thelemic which people. makes sense because not only are you not wanting to try to convince people that are already deep in a faith of something that's completely opposite of this but yeah usually those are people that are also vulnerable right they're like i don't oh, know what i'm point. supposed to go and then you're like come this way and i'll give you all these fun things yeah. and now you're part of us come touch my dick jonestown style oh. but later on oh, fuck jonestown or earlier on i guess but even the weirdos that lived there were starting to get freaked out of the level of black magic rituals he was performing in which they said the house became very haunted. <laughs> There's reports of poltergeists, changes in the weather, and banshees. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. They already know he's doing weird shit, and they've accepted it, and they're even joining in. And yeah. But it gets to a point where they're like, this even is they, too much. <laughs> even the people who live in a place like this go... Whoa. God damn. Dude. So even Ed, who is not part of this, but still a friend with Jack somehow, yeah. witnesses one of these rituals and says that there were banshees surrounding the house to the point where Ed was scarred for life. Dude, that's fucking funny. Well, I don't know how I to digest any of that. Bad for Ed. I wonder if Ed was just like, this is so hoaxy. Oh, dude. Oh, they're all Fuck. over the place. Oh, shit. I'll see you at work tomorrow, bro. I'm just like, <laughs> I gotta fucking hang out with cooler people. He leaves the Banshees at home, man. Next time. Um, but, yeah, this big project he's working on, um, I think... So, I left out some of the scientific stuff because it was confusing. <sighs> I should have left some of this stuff out because it's equally confusing, but it's funner. <laughs> he started using Enochian magic. What the fuck is Enochian? So, Enoch is a character from the Bible. 
Okay. And he's sort of a minor prophet. Um, the Mormons seem to like him, but in the 16th century, two weirdo spiritual guys wrote a book called The Book of Enoch, and it's about summoning spirits for specific purposes. The Mormons like this? No, the Mormons have a different take on Enoch. But, oh. but yeah, like most major Christians, Enoch is just... Some he's just an minor... Old, yeah, minor prophet. Background character. He's just in the Bible. But... He's an extra. The Mormons, yeah, the Mormons, like they do, they take something obscure and then extrapolate on it until they can make it, twist it into their own stupid Pretty story. Pretty and, yeah. Yeah. But some different guys, actually, earlier in the 16th century, did the same thing. They just took Enoch and said that you can invoke spirits using the language of Enoch. Mm. I don't know what the fuck means. But apparently there is a book of spiritual things that you can do to invoke certain types of spirits for certain reasons. And... Is so this, is this how he's going to get his woman? Yeah, he he took magical tablets. What turned what? on a violin concerto very loud and then jerked off on the tablets. <laughs> so I was joking earlier at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> about you were, you were trying to be as absurd as possible. And that's what he actually did. <laughs> so he, he did a spell while jerking off. The jerking off part was important, I'm sure. Or at least yeah. or at least he was like halfway through this spell. He's like, you know what I could use right now? <laughs> it's like, this isn't a part just, of it, but I'm going to... I'm just stressed out. <laughs> no, yeah, like that's... So that's part of like Crowley's interpretation and Enochian magic is that sex fluids have spiritual properties. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Anyone else see him do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of the a lot of the people at the mansion were sufficiently freaked out. Nice. Did a woman show up? Well, here's what happened. So it's called the Babylon Working Project, and um, the idea is to summon what they call the Scarlet, the Scarlet Woman, who is some version of the Babylon goddess from their stupid religion. <laughs> but the idea is that if, if the Scarlet Woman comes... But not comes in the fun way; just appears. Sure, um, you would be able to have sex with her to conceive the moon child. Moon, I'm a moon child. Naturally, yeah. A moon child is a, a baby born in July, right? I, I don't have no idea. All I know is that that some people call because you're born in July. Yeah, they're called moon child, child, moon children, moon child. You're a moon child. I don't know why. I have no idea. Someone just told me once, so maybe that's a lie. I have no idea. Um, no, this moon child was supposed to be the first person to go to the moon. Oh. So, just, he's using Enochian language to jerk off on a tablet to summon a woman to sleep with her to conceive a baby who will go to the moon. Hmm. So. So this is all the same logic he was using before. Quick question. Yes. Was Neil Armstrong... <laughs> the son of Jack, by any chance. If no it, way related. It'd be so no way. fucking crazy just on happenstance of like... I should have looked it up, but... <laughs> so, he did say later that he's like, the moon child doesn't have to be my child. Oh. He's saying that if I sleep with this woman, then nine months later, a child will be born that will go to the moon. Hmm. So I should probably work out those numbers and see. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, even then, that's kind of... A nice little way of getting yourself out of being like, yeah, a like, lie. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't have to though. I yeah. didn't say it was never. Gonna and it doesn't even have to be. He doesn't have to be born sooner than nine months. He can be born any time between now and when we go to the moon. Yeah, 
It was my moonchild. You're welcome. Well, I think a lot of it is that he was jealous that he lost Sarah, and he doesn't think he's going to make it to the moon, so now he is creating so what, a ritual in which he can take responsibility. What year or what time frame did he do this? Let's see when Neil <clears throat> was born. the 40s. Ah, uh, he's, yeah, he's too late. Neil Armstrong was born in 1930. Oh, yeah, that's way too late. Yeah, the moon so, child was already born. Fuck you, Jack Parsons. But <laughs> what's fun is that a woman did appear. Um, not magically. He just met a lady named Marjorie Cameron. <laughs> he went to town and was like, you're the one? Well, <laughs> she had red hair, and this spiritual being is called the Scarlet Woman, so in his mind. Each one found a redhead because they're is. around. And yeah. so, well, and she was sort of a, a free spirit, and I'm sure he just said, hey, come back to my wacko commune drink blood with me and she was down so he's like that's it this is it this is what i summoned but uh the great part is that yeah he thought that she was the elemental goddess that he summoned in human form so he fucked her for hours while l ron hubbard watched and took notes <laughs> of course because he's all like hey this is this, this is, is huge serious stuff. Get, you gotta get this down on paper <laughs> i would love to get my hands on those notes <laughs> I couldn't find him. Well, he he kind of wore out really quick. I mean, we're talking about three minutes in, he's done. So uh, the rest of the notes are just basically them. So we ordered some chicken. <laughs> we we watched an episode of I Love Lucy, and then they went at it again. <laughs> but um, later on, Marjorie Cameron is quoted as saying she had no idea about any of this. She was just... <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Marjorie Cannon? Marjorie Cameron. She Cameron. is the Scarlet Woman. She uh, she doesn't remember getting fucked by? No, she did all that, but she had no idea that he saw her as an elemental that he summoned. She was just like, oh, free house, bunch of weirdos like me, free spirits. Had sex. It was all right. Yeah, this guy's in the corner taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just what they do around mm-hmm. here. Yeah, she, she's like, I had no idea about anything. How long did she stay there with him? She actually stayed with him for a while. They ended up being uh, an item. So Sarah's just like take notes too, or <laughs> I don't know. She's what like the fucking fuck. elemental bullshit. As far as I know, yeah, she's still with Hubbard. Hmm. But they're all fucking each other. Yeah, that's sort of a big part of this. Yeah, cults are just an excuse to fuck people. No, yeah. and take their money. Yeah, it's like religion, but with more fucking. Yeah, so it's better than religion. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> I'd love to be a cult leader. Um, you make more money, but it's not as fun. Right. <laughs> it's more fun to be a follower. <laughs> One of the greatest characters in TV history. I agree. That was a Creed reference from a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Creed Branton. Yeah. At creedthoughts.gov slash dot com. <laughs> um, but at this point, um, the Hubbard and Parsons relationship gets a little bit weird. They start making... So Jack still it doesn't have... It starts to get a little weird now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It continues yeah. to be strange. Oh. They start a company called Allied Enterprises, and this was all Hubbard's idea, in which Jack was just an investor. The idea was to buy boats on the East Coast, sail them to the West Coast, and then sell them for a profit. That's the whole. Pl- that's the whole plan. Yeah. Did any of this work? Not even a little bit. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, yeah. hmm. Hubbard took. Did all... he know they have boats on on the west side already that you could probably buy? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's spend the money to travel them. Like first. Jack hears this idea, and he's like, "This is fucking awesome." And then he goes to the beach, like, 
what the hell? There's boats out here? Where's Hubbard? Where's Elrond? Well, Elrond ends up taking $20,000 of Jack's money to follow through on this uh, little scheme of theirs to go to Florida to buy boats to sell them. Um, Jack kind of sobers up, I guess, after a few days and realizes he's just been duped (laughs) because Hubbard just took the money and Sarah and went to Florida. Yeah, he did not come back. what happened. Dude, that's hilarious. They bought a boat and started selling it around. So Jack got pissed off, went to Florida, um, did a little ritual to summon the god of Mars, Bartzabel, like anyone would do. Of course. You don't want to do Saturn at this time. This is the time for Mars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want a little bit more of a warlike god. Uranus Um, is later. Yeah, well, Hmm. Hubbard's Uranus is always around. But, um... (laughs) So, according to him, this this caused a storm that made Hubbard have to come back. They were out sailing. Yeah. And he created a storm with his ritual, and Hubbard had to, had to come back. And they're like, they get up on the beach, and he's just sitting there waiting for him. He's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> right Me and Bartzabel <laughs> did this to you. Well, he did brag in a letter to Crowley that it was his doing that he summoned the god and made the storm right whatever um but yeah he took the boat sold it got a few grand back they had a civil lawsuit and he got like two grand back so he he pretty much gave Wait. hubbard 20 grand so he he did a lawsuit why didn't he just do another fucking spell to make him give him his money back he's like oh, this is going to court buddy <laughs> we're gonna let you the- just do a spell on me jack <laughs> no i need something a little bit more substantial i mean i will have sex with my lawyer but yeah right so uh, so Hubbard got some money out of this. He hasn't started his thing yet. I wonder if this is startup money. I think it is, yeah, because he very shortly leads into Scientology now. Oh, my God. It's so great. Yeah. I, uh, do Scientologists, Scientologists know um, a lot about his before Scientology, or they would just... I don't know. I'm sure they have some fake history like, like they have in North Korea. You know, he invented golf. Yeah, Mormonism. Or, Yeah. Yeah, he was not a pedophile, but an upstanding right. gentleman. Most most people don't even know that he had multiple wives. Isn't that weird? That's because they're idiots. <laughs> and most people are idiots. Yeah. I mean, that's just the case. Right. Yeah, it's fair to assume that Hubbard took a lot of this money and invested it into his future idea of enslaving people's minds. Which is honestly, you know, on a, on a terrible level, it's, it's ingenious. He goes over this place. Yeah. Makes friends with weirdos, becomes mm-hmm. you know even more weird, I'm sure, and then he dupes the guy out of his own money, yeah, who was a rocket scientist, <laughs> and then he's like, you know what, this cult thing's great, but yeah, I need to be on top of this, so yeah. uh, I'm gonna just go create my own. Thanks for the money. <laughs> this was fun. Come join my cult later if you like it. Yeah. I get first dibs on your wives. Um, but yeah, I mean, after all this, you know, he doesn't have a science career, uh, he doesn't have any money, he ends up having to sell the parsonage, and he's just sort of... Wait, does Sarah and, uh, his ex-wife, do they stay with Hubbard? Or do they come back with him? Um, Sarah, I know, is still with Hubbard, as last I knew, yeah. Oh, shit. she leaves the story. Marjorie is with him now, but they're not doing great. He, he ends up doing pyrotechnic work in pyrotechnic consulting for Hollywood. Oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of neat. No, I like pyrotechnic. He uh, does start doing research for the Hughes Aerospace Company, which is Howard Hughes Aerospace right. Company. Hughes, Hughes Net. 
Now, he did, um, so, <clears throat> he wasn't psyched about America. A lot of the Thelemic stuff about, like, be yourself and follow your will, he felt like America was too constrictive to his will. Uh, the FBI did keep opening investigations on him for a lot of different stuff, so he was getting pissed off. So, he actually stole some documents from the Hughes Aerospace Company to, um use as leverage with the Israeli space research shit arm of the Israeli government and he was trying to work into be sent out to work for Israel. So the military funds all of his shit and then he like turns around and is like fuck this government. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. And um he at this point so the American government they know that he's doing this and he's um his uh security clearance is stripped so he can't work for anything that has a government contract including hughes aerospace in fact the um the air force said that a religious cult believed to advocate sexual perversion was organized at the subject's home uh, which has been reported as subversive indicating they stripped him of his security clearance saying that he was a pervert. Yeah. Not because he's a humongous liability. But right. Yeah. So his, his clearance got revoked, which means now he can't do anything with rocket science. So Marjorie picks up on things going downhill, and she bounces. <laughs> She's like, this guy's a loser. <laughs> so, of course, to make up for it, Jack starts performing sex rituals with prostitutes. Because <laughs> nobody else will. He's like, I have to pay them now? Fuck, fine, fine. How weird would that be to be a prostitute? And he's like, "Hey, you want to want to do some crazy stuff?" She's like, "I've done everything that's Whatever. crazy, man." And then he starts talking about spells and shit. They're like, "Fuck, I've never done anything like this." God they damn. walk into the motel room and there's candles and a pentagram, and he's chanting and, and cutting like, himself. And she's like, "Whoa, oh, shit, this is something new every day, huh?" <laughs> All right, I'm pay up front. <laughs> Yeah, give me the money now. I hope I don't die here. <laughs> so, yeah, he wrote a couple of occult books uh, and some poetry books. I'm sure it's all garbage. He had an astral vision of the Antichrist. Nice. Who was it? Um, he didn't say. Oh, then what's but the point? <laughs> in the in his vision, and this was in 1951, um, the Antichrist said that he would destroy all Abrahamic religions in nine years. Uh, I didn't know. So, ni- 1960. Um, and there's like probably more than there was before. That didn't <laughs> so that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, in 1952, he's still doing just pyrotechnic stuff Wait. for Hollywood. Did he ever meet uh Charles Manson? No, probably not. Well, no, I wouldn't think so. Manson was in the 60s, right? I was just well, Jack actually dies before then, so he um he briefly gets back together with Marjorie. They decide to go on a little vacation to try and rekindle the sex weirdness that they already have. <laughs> but he has to wrap up a project that he has for some, yeah, pyrotechnic stuff for a Hollywood project. And he mixed one explosive shit with some other explosive shit and blew off his face. No way. In his home lab, yeah. He actually blew his arm off and his face off. Wow. Um, And... He was alive for a minute, but I, I, what I saw was that he died 37 minutes after the ambulance got there. He just died from 
losing all the blood, I'm sure. Yeah, you blow your face off. You're not going to make it. Um, some people say that it was he could have been assassinated by the military. I mean, we're right around the Red Scare, and yeah. he had some communist sympathies. Hmm. Um, some people also said that Howard Hughes killed him for stealing <laughs> from his company. Sounds like a lot of kind of uh, conspiracy theory. Ultimate, and some people said suicide, but ultimately his old friend Ed said the guy had sweaty hands and he really was pretty reckless about his chemicals organizing. Probably just. So he's like, he probably just slipped yeah. and just blew it up. Um, the police did find a syringe full of morphine, so they thought maybe he was just stoned and mm-hmm. fucked up. Um, that or you got it afterwards. He's like, oh, God. Oh, God. What have I done? And just sticks himself. Oh, okay. Oh, this is better. My uh, face hurts. <laughs> My non face hurts. I'm so glad I had this nearby. I was going to do it either way, but this is. <laughs> I'm so glad I loaded this earlier. <laughs> so here's what's crazy. If you've been paying attention to the years that I've been noting, he is 37. Holy shit. He did all of this at 37. So most of this stuff, though, is too, is like from his twenties and up, right? <clears throat> yeah. So within like a you know fifteen twenty year period, this guy created a whole entire company that the military took over. Yeah. Like overthrew a cult leader and took his place. Yep. Uh, met Elron Hubbard, who jacked all of it, like jacked a bunch Stole of money, money from him and one of his ladies, and then blew his face off. <laughs> I. <I'm- laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. This is not a regular fucking guy. Oh, man. Um, so it gets a little bit more of a bummer and weird. Um, so after his mom heard that her, her son died, she started freaking out. And a doctor came over and gave her some um, barbiturates, which it's just I, Bar- I don't think we really use those anymore. What are the barbiturates? I know it's what's killed uh, Marilyn Monroe, but I think it's like an anti-anxiety thing. Uh-huh. But... After the doctor left the room, she just took all the pills and just committed suicide. Shit. Which is a bummer. But fun fun fact, after he passed away and some people started going through all his stuff in a shed where he kept old boxes of stuff, they found a black box. It was like a wooden box that was spray painted all black and it was full of films. And so they pulled out the film to check it out. <laughs> yeah. It is recordings of him engaging in sexual activity with his mom. Oh, no. And oh, his my... mom's dog. Oh, my God. No. All of why. <laughs> so. <laughs> they recorded it. <laughs> and they put it in a black box. I like that they spray, they took the time to spray paint it black. We like this. <laughs> this is black stuff. <laughs> so I don't really. Was this like later in his life that he slept with his mom, or was this earlier in his life? I guess that's not said, but that's fucking crazy. So, well, I was just about to say, which is funny enough. Um, before you said that part, I was gonna be like, oh, the guy came and told her that her son's dead, and then told her all the crazy shit that he's up to, and she's like, I not, gonna oh, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But, but instead, she's a part of it. It sounds like to some degree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it, it it kind of feels like it explains a lot about him. Um, it makes me wonder if she was the one who initiated this and he's abused, weirdness? like maybe at a young oh, age, God, yeah. and he might have been a you know brilliant non-weirdo, but instead, uh, or unless it was just later in his life, and then he was like, hey, mom, uh, I want to do whatever I feel like doing, and guess what? Either way, he kept those recordings. That's fucking crazy, And they dude. fucked the dog. Why? 
Yeah, why? Oh, my God. So the weirdness just keeps going with it. Even after he's dead, you're like, yeah. well, they're still finding stuff. Um, due to all this bananas, uh, the scientific community actually scrubbed all references to him in papers that were being held by Caltech. So it actually isn't until pretty recently, like in the last maybe 10 or 15 years, that people even know who he, who he is. They didn't want to have any they his name associated to. with anything. NASA and Caltech, nobody wanted to be like... Yeah, he helped make this. Because they were like, oh, yeah, he fucked his mom. <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> and the dog. And, and, and all summoned a woman somehow. A cult. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. But uh, Werner von Braun, um, who we all know as the, the German scientist who was part of Operation Paperclip, he actually called Jack the true father of the American space race. He says that his contributions are criminally under underappreciated which i mean like i can understand like that's the thing is if you put that much of a black mark on your entire life it doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't discover something you know it doesn't just erase that the guy was obviously a fucking insane person and yeah and man i I can only imagine i I don't know i guess maybe more research onto it but i can only imagine that maybe uh the the more i think about it i'm I'm guessing his mom must have been abused at a young age god i hope not i mean or, or maybe he was abused by somebody at a young age and his mom well, was aware. And, I, I mean, don't know. On one hand, it's a little odd that he was named after his dad, Marvel, and then after his dad left, she changed his name. I thought that was kind of odd, and it could just be an indication that she just couldn't stand that her husband left or was gone or whatever, so she didn't want any references to him. But then her son grew up and looked like him, and yeah. everything went Bonkers. Bad. Yeah. So I don't know if it's chicken and egg, but yeah, you fuck your mom, everything goes south. <laughs> well, usually it's serial oh, killers who are into that shit. Yeah, well, it's like... But even Bundy didn't fuck a dog. You sicko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, damn, it makes me wonder if, like, if anyone else was aware of it that he was, at the time, you know, he was with Sarah, he was with his ex, he was with... yeah. This redhead. Well, and they all had open relationships, so he slept with all kinds of people. I mean, and he what? slept with men, he slept with women, he slept with whoever. Well, you said there was multiple films, so I take it that they obviously happened more than once, Ugh. and they filmed it, so, I mean, did they even film the first one? I mean, maybe it was like a couple times in, they're like, you know what we should do? You know, I think we're doing a really good job, we should record this. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever had to fucking open up that and be like, what's this? I'm like, stuck hey, it on. I hope this is rocket launches. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, oh, God, it's his mom. Oh, I know his mom. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, is that, is that her dog? <laughs> is that, do, don't. Oh, Sparky, don't, don't do it. Jack! <laughs> Jack! <laughs> scrub it. Scrub his name from everything. This didn't happen. Uh, there is no Jack Parsons. Did they, did they get rid of the films? They just burn them? I hope so. I don't Jesus know. Jesus Christ. I hope they are in a vault somewhere and we can go find them. <laughs> you know, it makes me wonder, too, because if there was any conspiracies of, like, the government or anyone trying to get into it, that would be a great way to throw in and be like, oh, yeah, the films are gone now, but we found these films. And everyone's like, yeah. what a crazy lunatic. Oh, weird. I don't know. But it's I just, I just, honestly, the more I looked into this, the more it just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And there's just no way to cap off a story like that. Black yeah. box. I mean, there's a few things we can sort of wrap up with. Um, the uh, Well, NASA actually did ultimately give him a little bit of credit. They named a crater after him on, on the, the moon, moon. <laughs> the Parson Crater. Guess where it is? What? Dark side Dark of the moon. Dark side. <laughs> Nobody's seeing that shit. Yeah. 
Um, both, I think, to conceal it and, you know, dark side. It's kind it's of a kinda, joke. Eh, he's in a cult. Eh, yeah. That's funny. That's funny, though. Uh, the JPL does honor him now, kind of. They have a JPL Nativity Day that they honor in him where... So their initial stand for Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just one day of the hey, year. Hey, Susan. You know what day <laughs> We're honoring a man here who helped build this, by the way. Johnson. Look in those jeans, buddy. You know what day it is? Um, but yeah, the JPL stands for Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Fun enough, they call it the Jack Parsons Lab or the Jack Parsons Lives Lab. And they... They actually do throw big, crazy parties, and hmm. interesting. I guess that's a way to respect him. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of speculation about. I mean, if you want to get into the stupid shit about it, but the magic and rocketry. He saw them as like different sides of the same coin. Like they're both sort of impossible and odd things to get into endeavors. Which makes sense if you if before rockets are getting blasted up into space, it's it's it magic. It's, yeah. yeah the, that's true. It's not technology at that point. You're it's not possible, so it's all new. So, so then saw them the same. Everything, yeah. Only one of them actually worked because one of them was real. And there's some quote about that. I don't remember who said it. Something <clears> along <throat> the lines of, like, essentially anything that looks like magic is just technology you don't understand or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember who said it, but anyways. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how it goes, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember who said it either. Though. But, I mean, it's a good it's point, really especially when he was starting. There was no, there was no rocket, so yeah. it's the same to him. But, yeah, he sort of approached them both with the same vigor and he you know the only other thing i could find is that uh there is a tv show based on him called strange angel <laughs> what a weird name in which get this a janitor works at a chemical factory and has dreams of rocketry in the occult and then was he ever a janitor no so they just put their own twist of whatever they feel like tv well anyway Hey, tune in to CBS Wednesdays at 8 for the second season of Strange Angel, everybody. I'm not getting paid for that. Tune in. To Wednesdays at 8 o'clock, CBS. Then, CBS, give us money. We just helped. <laughs> I actually don't know when it airs. No. I will never watch that show. I was going to say, don't watch it. <laughs> but there looks like there's a few like decent books about them. I haven't read any yet. I think I actually might, just because it's that fucking strange. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just wacko. Yeah, I... I like when we do these ones where it's someone very well known meets somebody else that we also know in history. We've heard like the fact that he Elron Hubbard and him, and it makes so much sense knowing that he would know him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because you, sh- I mean, I'm sure we all assume that Elron ran in some fucking weird circles. Oh yeah. Well, that's why I was bringing up a uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Charles Manson, because Charles Manson was kind of a cult leader kind of thing going on. Yeah, I bet if he. Hannah blown off his face and went into the 60s with the free love thing. I'm sure he would have had a lot of fun and met a lot of weirdos. I think he was in California too, right? Charles Manson was in yeah. Cali. Yeah, in Los Angeles. So he probably would have ran into him. And and he was also known in Hollywood and was, a, was in a band or something, right? Charles Manson was in like a... He, tried, he wrote some songs for the Beach Boys that the Beach Boys That's right. didn't end up using, but yeah. Well, he there probably you... would have hung out with him. Yeah. Dude, they would have probably been pretty good friends. Alternate history, everybody, would have been worse, but interesting <laughs> right. compared to real history. Well, there's there's uh, Jack Weirdbones Parsons, mm. uh, Marvel Whiteside, fuck your mom. It was his father, Parsons. I forgot to ask you, was his father ever back in the picture? Not as far as I could tell. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. He had a, I think, I, I read that his dad got married and had another son, but Jack never met him. Hmm. I don't think he ever associated with his dad. Good again. for that kid. That kid probably would have gotten fucked by him too. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, buddy, I know we're half brothers, but you want to come to my weirdo shack? and Mom will be there. Not your mom. Mine. But... My mom will be there. She's yeah. pretty good looking, buddy. Uh, we got the, fa- we got the camera going. <laughs> I'll show you what she looks like. <laughs> you can fuck my wife. Let's go. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, little bro. Oh, <laughs> God. Fuck. Let me tell you about rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I got one in my pants, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Come All to, right, come to my propulsion laboratory. <laughs> what a and magic! What, what a, a weird fucking podcast this was. Weird, weird, what weird a guy. Fucking, oh, I hate. I fucking hate him now. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> now, the more I talk about it, I'm like, what a what a dick. Yeah, yeah. God. All right. Well, hey, thanks for tuning into our program of People Time. Yeah, thanks for listening to People Time. Tune in to CBS on eight, eight o'clock on Tuesdays. Mm. Also, I think uh, the Big Bang is somewhere around there too. <laughs> Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.